Today's, today's scripture reading is taken from Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 to 14. 1 verse 9. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power, according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. 我们从听见的那天起就不停地为你们祷告祈求愿你们借着一切属灵的智慧和悟性可以充分明白神的旨意使你们行事为人对得起主凡事蒙他喜悦在一切善事上多结果子更加认识神按照他荣耀的大能得
And this was a people who had embraced it. They had a pastor but then two words in verse 9 reminds us that there is more to come. Those two words, and so. Literally meaning because of this. From the day we have heard of you, we have not ceased to pray for you. So for the Apostle Paul, just like many parents, carrying that baby for nine months and 20 or 24 hours of labor was not enough. At some point, shortly after that birth, you feel the joy of thanksgiving, and then you think, oh, wow, there's a lot more labor to be done. Now, this won't surprise anybody in the English congregation. But when I was a child, I didn't like any of my parents' policies for me. Sorry to say this, parents, because there's still a few children in our congregation right now. I'm sure your parents are different, but my parents had all lousy policies. Policies like go to school. 比如说要上学。真受不了啊! Uh, sorry, I cannot stand it cannot anymore. Stand it anymore. Uh, policies like eat your vegetables. 要吃你的蔬菜。Pork is my favorite vegetable. <laughs> Policies like don't hit your brother. How to control yourself sometimes, right? So sometimes I would even complain to my brother. I can hardly wait till I grow older. All my days living under those oppressive policies, I would constantly think, one day I will grow older. But there, but there was a flaw to my plan that I didn't realize until I became older. I got older, but I didn't plan on high blood pressure. I didn't plan on waking up every morning sore and cranky. Arthritis was definitely not a part of my plan. That hurt me even a little bit turning this way. When we grow old, we're thankful for life. 
I know some of you even sitting here, you wake up sore, but then you go, still breathing. Thank you, Jesus. But there is a difference between growing old and growing mature. When you are old, you're thankful for breath. And grandchildren, just kind of an even balance. But when you're mature, other people are thankful for you. It's also true of our spiritual body. It's true of our church. If we just aim at growing old, we might find that we have just grown cranky. Thanksgiving is a result of growing in maturity. And so the Apostle Paul says, because the work is not done, I ask that you and Let's say GBC be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So Paul Now can I just say that in no church is this more important than in a Baptist church? Because Baptists are voters. It's not just because we like to have our say. It's because we believe that every believer is qualified to be a priest to directly and personally approach God. We believe that every believer is filled of his spirit and so drawn into his divine confidence. If then we are not literally, as scripture says, stuffed full with a knowledge of his wisdom, we will be incapable of voting according to His will. We will simply be voting according to our personal opinions. Or sometimes we will even vote according to our personal protestations. And at every AGM and every EGM, we will simply be giving a platform to our division, not His unity. The work is not done, GBC. And let me be clear, the work is not more communication. The work is not better teaching. The work is more prayer. 
That's why before meeting this church, the Apostle Paul says, We always pray for you. From the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray. Pray for what? That you be filled with the knowledge of His will and all spiritual wisdom. Second, because the work is not done, Paul is praying that, this is verse 10, if you have your Bibles open, that they, we, would walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. I'm not sure if you realize this, but there's only one example in the New Testament in which Jesus does a miracle of destruction. Our CG was studying this just two weeks ago. In Mark chapter 11, Jesus feels hunger, so he approaches a fruit tree expecting fruit. There was no figs in the fig tree. And his response was, May you never fruit again. I visit with pastors who are pastoring dying churches a lot. We have a tendency to blame the culture for our dying church. It never occurs to us that Almighty God would never give the evil one power over his church. Listen to this, GBC. Fruit is a result of God's pleasure. It's not a result of our action plans. It's not a result of our pastoral team's giftedness. God is obligated by His holy character to love us. He is not obligated to bless us with fruit. Have you noticed that in every part of verse 10, each fragment is dependent on the fragment that precedes it? So, walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. And this will bring his pleasure. 
As his pleasure comes, you will bear fruit in every good work. Now listen to this. As you bear fruit in every good work, then you will know and be filled with the knowledge of God. This is how we aim for maturity. Discipleship doesn't come by studying somebody. Discipleship comes as we live in and through somebody. Okay, I've been a missionary for a long time. Now I'm going to share a missionary secret. God doesn't need missionaries to reach the world. All throughout the Old Testament, this Almighty God says, The nations will know that I am the Lord. He doesn't say the nations will know if Grace Baptist Church gives more money to missions and then that pastor can shave his beard. He doesn't say that the nations will know if Singaporeans, you know, just get out there and share the gospel. Almighty God invites us to join him in the harvest, not so that he can get some help. He invites us to see the fruit that only he can produce. He invites us so that we would be full of the knowledge of this God who does what he desires in his world. Third, because the work is not done, Paul is pleading the Lord that they would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance, in patience, and with joy. This is the great equalizer in our world. Everything else in our world creates distinctions and divisions among people. I, I find it here in Singapore. Every time I apply for something, they want to know what my status is. I don't know why they always guessed I'm not from Singapore. So they asked me, PR or employment pass? Employment pass, different price. It's not just in the world. It's in our church. We make distinctions based upon offerings. 
We make distinctions based upon English or Chinese congregation. We make distinctions. Did you study in the heartland or some other land? But this right here is the great equalizer. Because it's not whether you're a student or a doctor. It's not whether you're a Chinese or English speaker. Whether you have education or no education whatsoever. Have you been strengthened with all power according to His glorious might? Because if I do not have His glorious might, I'm forced to rely on the strength of my resume. I'm a school dropout. Lousy parental policies. If we do not function in the strength of His glorious might, we're reliant on the efforts of our ancestors, on our personal DNA. It is the power of his glorious might that caused uneducated men to confound the religious elite. It is only the power of his glorious might that you can unite diverse cultures into one spiritual family. It is that thing that strengthens us for every good work. It is His power that equips us to walk in a manner that's worthy of the gospel. It is not my faithfulness, it's His glorious might that enables me to persevere. John chapter 15, verse 8. Let's imagine Jesus spoke this to us, GBC. He knows we desire to be a disciple making church. And so he says to us, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove yourselves to be my disciples. I find this fascinating. The Apostle Paul and his protege barely started the first chapter of their letter to the church at Colossae. But so moved were they by the power of his glorious might, he suddenly breaks into a benediction. And so it is with the plea of this apostolic prayer 
that we be filled with the knowledge of His will. That we walk in a manner worthy of the gospel and bear much fruit. That we be strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. In the spirit of this apostolic prayer, we place ourselves today on this Thanksgiving Sunday beneath the Lord's benediction. Here it is in verses 12 We give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints of light. Because he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. In this son we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Amen.